What's up? Welcome to Textual Healing. I'm your host, Mallory Smart. On today's podcast, I'll be interviewing Brian Allen Ellis about some really sick as fuck things. Brian runs House of Vlad Press and is the author of several books, including Sad Laughter, that recently came out from Civil Coping Mechanisms. His writing has appeared at Juked, Hobart, HTML Giant, and so many others. He lives in Florida and wears black, which is amazing to me. In this episode, we explore all the different music mediums that you used to listen to and how we used to burn CDs and make mixtapes. Obviously, we discuss Kiss because he's the man behind the question that I ask almost every episode. And we hit upon the time when we both first met in Miami. It was a fun hangout. At some point in the interview, I ask him an off-the-record question that is reserved for patrons of Textual Healing on Patreon. A link to our Patreon page is on our Twitter bio. Not to say everything we discuss on the episode, I think it's time to start the show. Um, My name is Brian Allen Ellis. Um, I run House of Vlad Press. Um, I've written a bunch of books, and uh, I'm also uh, an official member of the KISS Army. Fuck yeah. I'm here with you. <laughs> I don't know if I'm still an official member, but I was at one point. <laughs> I, I never I never utilized the benefits of being uh, an official KISS member, which I think was only like to get like discounts on their KISS coffins on their online site. I don't know if you've been listening so, to past episodes, but the time we met in Miami, you actually divided mm-hmm. the world into people who love KISS and hate KISS. <laughs> and I've been yeah. using that as a question in every episode. <laughs> Oh, good. Oh, good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's pretty, pretty legit, I think. It, apparently it's, it's it kind, is. It's kind of like if you're a Stones person or a Beatles person. But Stones. I think it's more, it's, it's more, yeah, same. But it's more broader than that, I think, the kiss question. Yeah, because you either, yeah, it's one of those things, you either love it or hate it. Or you just are indifferent and just not in the uh, conversation kind of thing. Yeah, I just don't vibe with the people who aren't in that conversation. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, do you even like, you know, fucking, do you even like music? Do you even like anything? Do you even like art? It's like, I feel like Kiss is a good uh, accumulation of all things that are fun and musical and artistic. and I don't know. It's no, I love things. them. And yeah. each me- member has done like an autobiography, I think. I've, uh, I've read them all. What's your favorite? I've, I, I've even uh, the best one I've read is actually uh, surprisingly enough, it's Peter Chris's, the drummer. Oh my god, that's awesome! It, it's the best one because it's the most like Aces is all right, but he can't remember anything, so it just becomes like regurgitated information from other Kiss books. It feels like mm-hmm. like it doesn't really go very in depth, but Peter Chris's goes pretty in depth. Gene's book is like a, a commercial for Kiss, so. <laughs> So he's just pretty much selling himself. Uh, Paul's is pretty good. Uh, honestly, one of the best Kiss books I ever read was a book written by one of their business advisors. They and would ta- have the weirdest perspective, wouldn't they? Yeah, and it's very fascinating. They talk about all the money they lost, all the money they made, like all the weirdly weird decisions they did. Mm-hmm. Like uh, during the Dynasty tour, they were going to do like a full arm carnival set up outside every venue. Uh, but they ran out of money and they couldn't do it. 
That's wild. I totally yeah. would have done it. Uh-huh. They actually re- recreated it for the Detroit Rock City movie. They they had the whole carnival scene outside the venue they're playing. So they they did it in the movie, but they didn't have enough money to do it in real life. God, that's lit. I, I love I Detroit know. Rock City. Great oh, movie. Oh, so good. It's so great. Yeah. I actually I I, I they it, that movie kind of got me back into Kiss because I kind of got out of them in when when they started becoming popular in the '90s when they came back together with the original members and they put the makeup back on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, everybody likes Kiss now. No one, everyone thought I was fucking uncool for liking Kiss in like the like late '80s, early '90s when they didn't have makeup <laughs> and they sucked. And now everyone loves Kiss, so I was like, fuck this. I'm not. Same thing happened with pro wrestling. Pro wrestling got popular in the mid '90s, and like I was, I looked at it like, oh, now it's popular. Now I'm not like a dork for liking it. And I just like fuck this. I'm not even. Gonna, I'm not even gonna watch it anymore. So I kind of got out of Kiss and pro wrestling uh, in the mid '90s when it was like at the peak popularity. And then I eventually just you know, like this is stupid. I love this shit, so I'm gonna get back into it. That's kind of what like happened. You're like a proto hipster at first for a while. I, it seemed that way at first. I, yeah, I don't. Yeah, just like the the jilted nerd. I dig it. I dig it. Yeah, like I don't want to be involved in a club that'll have me kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, my friend, my friend who who just got into Kiss really because of like the reunion stuff. He's like he, he's like we gotta go see this movie. I was like man. And then I went and saw the movie, and I loved it, and I got back into Kiss pretty much. Have you ever seen so, them live? Uh, I've seen them once. I saw them with Motley Crue. Uh, oh, that sounds epic as fuck. This was this was right after their their that record Monster came out. I almost saw them in the in the early two thousands with Aerosmith, but somehow I missed my opportunity to to go. I kind of regret that because I also really like Aerosmith. Um, so yeah, I didn't get to go to that, and I wish I had. I, I and I don't even think it was all original members at that point. I think that was like they might have had Ace, but I think Peter had already left at that point, and they had Eric Singer as the cat makeup uh, incarnation at that point. But still, it would have been cool, especially to see Ace. Definitely, I almost got a chance to see them, but my oh, brother man, was the one who had the tickets, and I was like in a very like petty mood, and I was just like, "Nah, I can't sit through a concert with you." <laughs> I feel you. I mean, I I've done similar things like that. Like uh, an ex girlfriend got me uh, Henry Rollins spoken word tickets. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the deal was, I was I, she wanted me to rent a car, drive to Tampa, and hang out with her family because the show was in Tampa, which was like two hours away from me. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to do all that rigmarole just to go see Henry Rollins, even though I really did like Henry Rollins and would have loved to go see it at the time. Uh, so yeah, I definitely can relate to like being so stubborn that you just like fuck everything up and you ruin a good opportunity. Have you ever done it where like you buy tickets in advance to a show with like your significant other and then you break up and then you both still go to the show? Uh, I don't think that's ever happened. I, I, I don't go to big concerts too often where like I would actually have actual tickets. Um, no, yeah. I haven't done that. The last time I ever did something similar to that was, uh, I don't know if you're, I, I don't know if you're into professional wrestling at all. Like I, I mentioned it earlier, but uh, I watched it with my cousin and brother. There's a wrestler named Jake the Snake Roberts, mm-hmm. who uh, he, I guess he was doing like a like a like a speaking tour where he would just come and just tell stories. And I bought a ticket to go see that when he came through to Gainesville, Florida. Uh, but for some reason, I chose to go to like Halloween Horror Nights with some friends. So I just gave my ticket to my my friend who likes wrestling also, but he ended up not even going. 
So I wasted money on this ticket that no one enjoyed. So, but other than that, no, I've never had a situation like that as far as I can remember. I had that once when I saw Cage the Elephant. It was the most awkward thing ever because we couldn't decide if we were going to stand next to each other or like spread out. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that is weird. I, I had a buddy who, who went with an ex-girlfriend to see the Pixies when they got back together. And uh, right before the Pixies played, uh, she told them that she was pregnant. Or she thought she was pregnant. And it ruined the whole... It ruined the Pixies for him. I don't think he can ever listen to the Pixies again. God, don't you hate it when, like, bands are ruined for you? For those kind <laughs> Yeah, it, it, I think it happens uh, from time to time, for sure. I can't think of one, like, I, instance where, like, it's been an issue. I think I can still... remember, like, a band that actually has that line... Where it's like, I can't listen to the song because of you or some shit like that. It's right. I, yeah. I, I don't, that could be true for a while, but I don't, I don't think I would hold a grudge that long. I think I, if it was a, if it was a good enough song and I had other memories tied to it, I think I would, I could end up listening to it again, Ooh, which I'm sure I, I have. Song. It's called songs. I can't listen to by neon trees. Oh shit. I heard, aren't that, aren't that, isn't that group Mormon? I don't even fucking know. I thought I saw, I read something about that. When if they they're first Mormon, came out. they're the shittiest Mormons ever. <laughs> yeah, they like reform Mormons. Well, I think uh, Brandon Flowers from the Killers is Mormon or Amish or something. Whoa! I don't they are know. Really man. killing the stereotypes there. I know. Yeah, it's like a, a Mormon who lives in Vegas or something. I don't know. I thought that was kind of weird. But apparently, he's still it's a Mormon. Right area. Like geographically. Yeah. I, I guess. I don't really know much about it. I, I, I would just never put the two together like that. But, you know, teach their own. I know. See, I have an obsession with Mormons. Like uh -huh. FLDS, like the fundamentalist ones. But, mm -hmm. yeah, that's my own weird thing. I also have a fascination with, like, serial killers and other just strange oddities. Yeah, I mean, across the board. You can have a... Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty obsessed with, like, Charles Manson and the Manson family. You're not the first uh, one on the show to have that. Yeah, I, I got into that as a very young age. I met, I think I read, I read Helter Skelter when I was like in like seventh grade, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah. So I, I, I'm always watching. Uh, did you watch the? Uh, I don't. Well, I don't even know if you're into Charles Manson, but they just did a documentary series on epics that was like pretty good. I um, usually only just stream, but I've noticed that there are a lot of documentaries. Oh, it, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't watch it when it was... I don't have the channel, but they, they uploaded a few of them to YouTube, and I watched a lot of them on there. Yeah. I saw that there's one um, with Hilary Duff playing Sharon Tate. Oh, really I, I, movie. I watched that. Yeah, they, 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 re, they redo the same ending as Once Upon a Time in uh, Hollywood. Do they really? Where they have uh, the victims turn into the killers. I feel like they're a little excessive so they, in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But, like, it was hilarious, but also, like, goddamn, you guys right. took it to a new level. Yeah, well, the Hillary Duff movie, it's, like, it's the same kind of thing, but it's 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 less tongue-in-cheek, and it's more, like, kind of gritty and serious. It's an interesting movie. It's 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 it's, it's worth a watch if you're into uh, Manson iconography. I will very likely do that right after this mm -hmm. show. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. I mean... Yeah, okay. it's surprisingly, you, you know, you, you think with Hillary Duff, it would be uh, kind of, but I think she did a pretty good job. As, I can't uh, she imagine Sharon her Tate. as anyone other than Lizzie McGuire. I know, yeah, it's tough, but if, you know, it's very interesting casting, though, for sure. Yeah, uh, I think they're, I do, they're doing it. I Zac Efron as anyone near oh, I Ted Bundy. I, but, yeah. I, ha I haven't seen, I haven't watched that. He did a good job. Oh, mm-hmm. 
I watched the uh, American Horror Story where they had the Richard Ramirez Night Soccer character. That was pretty ridiculous. I don't know if you saw that, that they season. They actually had two seasons where he is. He's oh, really? Hotel in 1984. Uh, 1984 I didn't see Hotel. Sucked ass. I, I thought it was pretty good. It was the first one I ever saw. And then and then I re and then I ended up watching Asylum. Uh, See, Asylum is number one for me. Then Coven. yeah, We're yeah, we haven't watched Coven that one yet. House are tied for me. Yeah, yeah, it was a show I never really watched. And then my 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 girlfriend was like, "I'm into the show." And then was like, "All right, we'll start with 1984 because I haven't seen that season." So that's the first season I watched, and I thought it was pretty good. The, 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 my one, it gets so like overwhelming though watching it because it's so long and there's so many like things that are going on. It's very intense watch. For me, by the end of it, I was like, "What the fuck am I watching?" Mm-hmm. But uh, it was entertaining for the most part, and I thought the the Richard Ramirez uh, character caricature <laughs> is more, I guess, the. Uh, See, I didn't know too much use. about him. I thought it was hilarious that Billy Lord and him were kind of together, but then when I watched the Night Stalker documentary, I was like, "Holy fuck, no!" Yeah, yeah, he was he was a creepy DP. I I I just remember him from like the eighties, like in like. He, he had, like, a fascination with ACDC, and it was during that whole time. He was very, like, Hail Satan and everything, too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Do you take more pride in being an author or publisher? Or do you feel like they're so different that it doesn't matter? Uh, they're, they're same, but they're different. I mean, I, I'm not very prideful with either of the things. I, they're just kind of, like, things I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, like... But... Probably, I guess the publishing would probably be more. Um, it's probably more time-consuming. It really, it, it is. It really is. Um, but it's probably more rewarding in a in a way, just because you know you're helping other people, and you're seeing like you know other people do do well. And you're kind of like bring, bringing them up, and so. Uh, but I don't really know which one I prefer. I don't know, probably, I mean, probably the publishing is probably going to be, like, the thing I'll be remembered for over my writing. <laughs> probably same here. <laughs> you know? It's funny, I decided to be a publisher so I would stick out as a writer more. It totally went the wrong way. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I could see that. I, I don't know how I got into, like, actually publishing other people. I think it was just one of those circumstantial things. Mm-hmm. But I, I used to do, like, zines and stuff when I was in high school, and I would be publishing other people's writing, and I was kind of, like, putting it all together kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I was uh, I started out as someone who was behind the scenes, mostly, um, before I started doing my own stuff. See, I was the type who was always creating art, but it wasn't writing. I liked making short films. That was my main oh, yeah. deal. No, I remember when we did our reading in Miami, instead of reading, you just showed a film. Yeah, that's more because I'm really shy. <laughs> yeah, it was cool though. I, I, I yeah, and, and and Ted did like a whole like performance with like a guitar player kind of thing. Oh, I think yeah. that's cool. I think that's cool. He sent cool. me a vinyl of his afterwards. Oh yeah, he yeah he gave me one too. I, I have it somewhere, but I don't have a record player, so I don't really get to play any of these records. Oh, dude, you should get a record player. I no because like I I'm a minimalist and I I move a lot, so like I hate having stuff. What about like, that portable one, like the Underwood portable record player that's like in a briefcase? I guess, but then you'd have to have records, and records take up a lot of space. True. And I don't listen to music a lot enough anymore to like justify that. Like, I, like part of me is like that. I'm into big convenience things. 
So if I can just pull something up on YouTube or Spotify, I'm cool. But are records you into are cool. Spotify or YouTube more? Uh, depend depends how. I also I have Amazon Prime Music too. Dude, I, I didn't I, know they had a service. Yeah, uh, it's not as like expansive as like uh, Spotify. But um, I had to delete Spotify for my phone because my phone didn't have enough space on it. So, but every now and then, I'll, I'll, I'll if I'm on my laptop doing something, I'll, I'll put on Spotify. Sometimes you can't find everything on Spotify, so I'll, I'll go to YouTube that and is type true. in something. Uh, so uh, yeah, I go, I go back and forth with that kind of thing. I miss my iPod, man. That was like my favorite. I used to just put it on an iPod deck, put it on shuffle, and just play everything that. And back then, you could put any music you wanted on there. Like, you could get the bootlegs and everything. Yeah, for if sure. If you're a cool person who is pirating, I don't think I ever bought a single <laughs> song. Oh, yeah. Well, I I grew up, like, pre-internet. So, like, in fact, like, one of the first things I used to do was I would hold the, a tape recorder. My grandma had a tape recorder, and I'd hold it up to the TV and record videos off of MTV mm-hmm. and listen back to the songs. I used to do that with, like, Guns N' Roses and stuff. Or, or I just are more Gen X, so they taught me how to do like mixtapes. So oh yeah, I used, I used to do those. Yeah, I'm, pre- I'm pretty Gen X too. So like, yeah, I, I used to do mixtapes and things like that. Um, but I, but I remember when Napster came out, and I was like, I tried it out, and it was like, I still had dial-up internet back then. So I was like, it took like two hours to download a song. Dude, I love dial-up. <laughs> like, I just want to like make younger kids listen to it, so they could like their ears could be like fucked up and this like. Yeah. You could you can pull those up on uh, YouTube. They have like, you can pull up the sounds. And it just takes forever to log in. Uh huh. Uh huh. And then I would just like want to buffer it for them and be like, now go away for a few minutes. It's gonna take a while. Uh huh. And, and then when you connect, it was very exciting. It was so it exciting. But then tells you immediately if you shit. have mail. Yeah. Exactly. And then it'd be like, okay, 20 now, more minutes and you'll get your song. Yeah, now I'm kind of like over the internet in a lot of ways. Now I kind of just like, I'm trying to find ways to get away from it as much as possible. How old are you? Uh, I'm going to be 40 this year. Okay, you're definitely Gen X. I know a lot of people your age who are trying to revert to flip fl- flip phones and stuff. Yeah, I, I had a flip phone until 2018. That was when I got a smartphone. Like right before I went on that trip to Miami, that was the first time i had a, a smartphone that was the first trip i took it out on yeah i was gonna and say I, I think i remember you having a smartphone yeah yeah and i was trying to take video of some of the readings like i was taking video of sam and i was like i didn't know what i was doing and i was kind of like fucking ruining the reading for everyone <laughs> like <laughs> i have videos of you doing the reading if you want me to ever send them to oh you. my god yeah i would love to see that yeah uh, yeah just me standing in a puddle of spilled beer that place that was, was so fun I know it was so gnarly. It was like this, like it was just like a, a creative art punk space. Yeah, it was a cross between like a punk show <laughs> and then like writers who were wishing that they could have been punk rockers. Yeah, well, I was a punk rocker. I, I was I played in bands for years before I started getting heavy. I was doing the same. I was I was publishing. It was before I did like the. the I was used to publish zines and uh, submit my, my writing to like journals and stuff. But I was at the same time playing in bands and like touring and stuff. Oh, that's kick-ass that you were touring and everything. Yeah, so I felt right at home at that place. That place was like, <laughs> I've been to that kind of place in like almost so many states around the country. So, See, I've been in that place kind of like in a few locations in Chicago. When I was in college, I tried to do a Riot Girl kind of band. Oh, oh hell yeah. Yeah, I learned I cannot sing, but it works with that kind of music. But yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm not a professionally trained musician 
at all. But doesn't that's what punk rock's for. You just you know, you just go out there and do it. Yeah. We were called the classy ladies. The classy we, ladies. We thought it was that's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. How many how many did you do any records? No records. We just came out with a few songs and we're like, we're just gonna trash the place. We did it at art galleries and stuff. Oh cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I like that we had like one token male drummer and he actually knew what he was doing where the rest of us were like, we're just swinging it. Mm-hmm. What was your band like? Uh, well, I've been in several bands. Uh, let's see. I played in, a, I played keyboards in a, like a screamo band mm-hmm. called Kai Flying Society. Uh, what else? I've had different drummers. I had a, a drummer used to drum standing up. <laughs> that was cool. Uh, Usually, the people I play with are pretty good musicians for the mm. most part. If you have a good drummer, like you're pretty much all the way there. I feel, I feel like that will give anyone else a lot of liberties to kind of suck. That's why I feel like that's what tied us together and like made people want to see us. But yeah, yeah. I remember my first thing I did was with my friend. It was called Abortion, and it was just like. Me, and I was playing guitar and he was just singing. It was kind of like a two-piece. It was like it's like a, a punk version of Tenacious D. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> and we, I didn't know how to play guitar very well, but we we did what we could. It was it was it was all in fun. But then we we brought in a drummer and it changed the whole dynamic of the band. It was like wow, we kind of rock, man. <laughs> it's like it could change. Yeah, it changes everything with the the right drummer. Don't you love it when you psych yourself up when you're about to play music? Like yeah, well, we're fucking solid, man. Yeah, I would get very anxious before I I, I got on stage, but uh, it was fun. I, 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 I miss it. Yeah, I, I I've played shows completely blacked out where I don't remember anything about the show. That's why I love it when people take videos and shit of it, so I can be like, "Wow, I was really good." Don't remember <laughs> any of it. Uh, or sometimes you think you're good, and then you're like, "Oh fuck, we suck so bad." I remember I hosted a reading once uh, for Catchfest. That was like years oh, ago. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah, that? I, remember, I, I remember that. It was like, uh, I forget where it was. It was in like Maryland. Is that where? No, um, no somewhere Colorado. in Colorado. Mi- Colorado. That's right. It was like in the in the in, uh, the backyard. Yeah. And, yeah. That's pretty cool. It was so cool. awesome because we were like going to like different locations and we ended up at a bar for our reading. Mm-hmm. And like, I did a shockingly good job hosting the Malden House reading. But see, I like smoked a lot of weed and I drank a lot of beer and I mm. had Xanax. Oh, shit. I know. Fucking weekend at Bernie's. I was just like <laughs> so like lit. Everyone's like, you're so social and on today. And I was like, okay. Oh, so it had the effect where it made you more like yeah, lively and entertaining because that would probably just knock me on my ass. Yeah, it made me so much more entertaining. See, I'm used to Xanax, so it doesn't have the same effect on me mm. as it has yeah, I on never other got people. Xanax. Exactly. Yeah, so that, that's how weed is for me too. I don't very, I don't hardly ever smoke weed, and when I do, it's like mixed results. I'm, a, I'm mostly a drinker or a speed freak. See, I'm very selective with my drinks. Like, I only really drink wine or beer. But I'm very specific with my beer. I really oh, just really? like hard cider Oof. or like uh, micro brews. What do you drink? Uh, see, I don't. I don't do the micro brew thing. Uh, I like. Uh, I like like Rolling Rock and Coors Light and like Miller Light. You know those kind of beers. Uh, the fanciest beer I usually drink is like Negro Modelo or not Negro Modelo, Modelo Special. Okay. Or Negro Modelo. Negro Modelo is pretty good. Um, <laughs> I'm not like a beer snob at all. Like I, I, I'll drink just whatever. 
I was going to be yeah. like, if you ever come to Chicago, I'm just buying you a very nice beer just to help. I, I don't like palate. I don't like IPAs. I think they're disgusting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so keep that in Damn. mind. Can't take you to Wicker Park. No, Wicker Park will not happen. They'd just be like, what do you drink? And it's like the kiss thing. You're either, you're either, you either love IPAs or you fucking hate IPAs. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you my boyfriend hates it. He'll, he prefers just whiskey or cider mm-hmm. beer. So right. do you prefer another drink to beer? Or? Uh, I've been, I work at like a, a Tex-Mex restaurant, so I drink a lot of tequila. Mm, can't do that. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm, that's usually what I, mostly what I drink. And sometimes, every now and then I'll drink Jaeger. I like Jaeger. Just to get the part. I don't drink Jaeger all night, but just to get the... It, it gives me a little pep in my step, generally. But if Jaeger? you drink too much of it, you get really sick, yeah. That was the first drink I ever had. And, uh, oh, yeah? I was like 19. And... No, 18. And I got so trashed that I ended up having to go home to my parents' house. And I was like living at college oh. at the time. Oh, it was no. oh, humiliating. <laughs> You're like, college ruined me. Uh, like, my the, dad was driving me home on the highway, and he had to stop so I could throw up from the car. Damn, I've done, I've done that coming home from, like, concerts and, like, shows. Like, I, I had someone pull over, and I'd throw up on the side of the road. That was kind of common <laughs> back in the day. Um, maybe I didn't really drink. I pro- yeah, I'd fall down drug writing. Maybe, yeah. No, this was before I was, like, I well, I, was, I guess I was kind of a writer. But, Yeah. Because uh, I used to write for like the newspaper and stuff when I was in high school, and mm-hmm. like for my school newspaper also. Uh, but I was more like a journalist. I still um, count that. I mean, yeah. that's kind of how Hemingway started. That's true. That kind of informed his style for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't really drink too much in high school. The first time I got really properly drunk was probably in my twenties. We, me and my buddies, all spit like a bottle of vodka, and I just got pretty fucking trashed. See with me, it was my very first night at college. And first night? Yeah. And my Damn. dad had to come and pick me up that very first night. How far away did he have to go to pick you up? About forty five minutes. Um, oh shit. We didn't live too far from the city, but as I said, it was humiliating because it was like a group of my friends helping me go down the stairs, hide me from the RA. My oh, cousin man. was even there and he didn't go to school with us and I don't even know where the fuck he ended up. Like, I remember two days later. Like, <laughs> Disappeared. You never saw your cousin again. <laughs> I think I saw He's on an episode like of Unsolved later. Mysteries. Damn. Oh, I was oh, going to okay. ask you that. Okay. Because I think it's the best question ever. If you were to disappear mm. tomorrow and, like, you were on Unsolved Mysteries and two <laughs> middle-aged women were obsessed with it and had to find you, uh-huh. what details would they need to know about you? Oh, my God. Shit. Probably then I was, like, an official Kiss Army member. Um, I don't know. That's an interesting question. I know. It's a hard <laughs> one I've never asked. <laughs> it really is. Uh, I don't know. Be like, it's kind of like a, like a miss, missing connection. Like yeah. A misconnection kind of thing. I don't know. I really don't like uh, what my attributes would be. Can you give me an example of like what another one would be like? Okay. Let me think. Let me think. Like, are you talking about like phys- physical like yeah, description? Yeah, physical description maybe. Oh. Uh, okay. Um... Uh, and maybe places tall, that tall, are da- to end up. T- tall, dark-haired, dark-haired, sad man. <laughs> maybe it would be a good one. The, the weird goth I feel guy. Like that's gonna be me, like short, brown-haired, mm-hmm. sad girl. 
Probably drinking coffee. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. likely. You could find me by the trail of uh, empty uh, Starbucks cups. <laughs> I got Starbucks earlier today, and today was the first time I realized I'm a regular at my Starbucks. Oh, really? This has finally dawned on you? Um, it was because I entered the door and the barista like was exhausted and she was just like, Mallory, your order's right over there. And I was like, shit, we're on a first name basis. That's mm-hmm. not good. Oh yeah. No, I have, I have people I wait on that are like that. They always get the same thing. I already know. I, I can bring them their order to the table without them even telling me. You know, it's sad because what if they want to change it up? Yeah. I mean, I mean, after like, yeah, I mean, I don't always do that, but usually with their drink, I know what they're going to drink. But like, but it's pretty consistent with their food too. I mean, that would be my luck. The the one, t- the like the, fucking when I do it, like they they change their mind. I think they'd be too nice to say anything, to begin with. I but feel maybe like I'd be that way too. Yeah, I could. I could. I will just have to sense their discomfort and not do it anymore. <laughs> Are you good at doing that? Because I'm never that great at sensing other people's discomfort. Uh, I think I'm pretty good. I'm pretty observant with that kind of stuff. I would think. Yeah, like I could tell when people want to be left alone, but. Mm-hmm. I'd say that's as far as it goes. Yeah. I usually psych no. myself out of being social so I don't make that happen. Right. No, I, I can, I'm pretty good with vibes. I can catch people's vibes pretty good. Yeah, that's why usually before podcast episodes, I actually check people's boundaries before uh-huh. doing the show. That's why I didn't bother with you. <laughs> no, I don't have very many boundaries. Like, I was thinking, there. like, I was just like, has he developed any since last time I've seen him? Has anything fucked up <laughs> happened to you? Well, a lot of fucked up stuff has happened to me, but still, yeah, but no, I'm good. That's good. I'm pretty open. So what's um, the last book you published for House of Lead? I just published John Lindsay's Body High book. Mm-hmm. Which is, and that's, uh, yeah, it's happening right now. I'm having issues right now with the Kindle edition of it, and it's been kind of a headache. And I'm still trying to resolve that. I feel like I'm like ruining his like book release. <laughs> but uh, no, that's a lot. And it's doing really well. It's probably it's probably sold the most copies like right off the bat of any book I published. Oh, that's good. Like, we, like we were like it was like crazy amount of pre-orders. What's a crazy uh, amount, or is that like a trade secret? Uh, like almost like like 200. Hell yeah. Pre-order. That's a lot for like any publishing on my level. Mm-hmm. Uh, for sure. Usually it's like a slow trickle. I'll eventually get up to those numbers, but like it takes a while. Uh, but yeah, right up, like, yeah, last few months it's just like been selling like crazy. I don't know. People were really like, uh, really hyping this book up. So I'm, I'm trying to do good by John. Like, I'm, I, I tried to not, I, I, he asked me to publish it like several years ago. Mm-hmm. And I tried to convince him that I was the wrong publisher. <laughs> not that I, I love the book, but like, I just, I felt like, man, I'm not going to be able to do this book justice. Uh, that's I so yeah, but I I ended up just doing it and. I'm sure you uh, did good. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see. There's already uh, been there's already been issues with outside parties about certain things that I don't want to get into right now. I could tell you off the record, but I don't want to bring it up on here. Okay, that's cool. Uh, you could like, <laughs> DM me on Twitter and be like, here's yeah. the skinny. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that. Is it um, dorky to say here's the skinny? Like, uh, I don't think so. The but I, I don't know. here's the the T is more of like a zoomer thing. Yeah. I don't know what the skinny is. That that just that's just like its own kind of thing. I feel like saying that like you'd hear in the fifties, and it just kind of stuck in my head. <laughs> hey, what's the skinny? See? <laughs> exactly. <I don't> <laughs> that's that was my fifties impression. 
not just fifties. Sounds like you're like a newspaper. Yeah, from like the, the, from the yeah from the turn of the century. Nah, the skinny on the Lindenberg baby trial or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I do um, have to say there is uh, an episode in Murder House that has a bit of a Lindenberg episode. It's pretty awesome. Oh yeah, so. yeah. Apparently, my my one of my great grandfather was one of the detectives on that case. Dude, I Alle- love when you allegedly. Found, like, backstories like that. I have a relative from Canada who is a serial killer. That was fun news. Oh shit. Damn. That's wild. Um I I, I went to uh kinder I went to uh elementary school with a kid who was on Sally Jesse Raphael for trying to set his mom's house on fire. That was like my big brush with fame at that age. <laughs> I like 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 we're trying to outdo each other with I know oh, oh you know shit. a serial killer? I know a fucking guest on Jerry Springer now. Uh that's I, crazy. Uh, how, how do you know this uh, serial killer? Ancestry.com. My dad became obsessed oh. with it. Oh, and I thought you knew them personally. Oh, no. This is like a serial killer from like 100 years ago. Uh, it's like Jack the Ripper. Yeah. You're actually British. I'm uh, Irish. <laughs> Very Irish. Irish. Yeah. I'm, I, I, I'm Irish. I think I'm Irish, Polish, and uh, German, maybe? I don't know. Mostly Irish, though. I wish I had more than that but yeah i'm 96 percent irish because i just did 23 and me because i have really dark hair like my whole family were like we're gonna have something cool in there maybe spanish or whatever but Mm no no straight up irish 96 percent irish and the rest is uh i'd have to check but i'm Mm -hmm. pretty sure that it's a swedish swedish yeah cool we're so boring like basically it's just white that's what we are Mm mm-hmm yeah no, I know. We're yeah, I don't have any stuff. any interesting. Uh, I don't. As far as I know, I have no interesting except for Irish and Polish. I don't really have anything interesting in my bloodline, as far as I know. My favorite part of that is my boyfriend took the test, and uh, the whole time I've known him, he's always like, "I'm Turkish. My family is basically from Turkey." And when they did the Twenty Three and Me, he found out that he was only six percent Turkish, oh, and that he's mostly uh, Bulgarian. Oh, and wow. he has more Italian in him than he has Turkish. Interesting. So he's been living a lie. Yeah, his parents refuse to believe it. They're like, nope, nope, we're Turkish. Yeah, see, I don't know. I'm only going by uh, speculation of what my ancestry is. Like, I don't even know who my real dad is. So, like, mm-hmm. there's, there'd be a lot to dig up. And I don't really... I think The less I know, the better at this point in my life. Probably. I recommend doing the 23andMe. It's fun to find out. Yeah. My niece yeah. doesn't know her father either, but is, I know Is that him. where you like you have to spit on something and then you mail it in or something? It's <laughs> so gross. Like, my boyfriend got it for me for Christmas. Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, this is going to be so exciting. And then he handed me the tube and he's like, you have to spit in it. And then I'm going to send it back to the lab. But apparently you don't just like regular spit because none of the foamy white is supposed to be in it. You almost like have to uh. drool into it oh interesting yeah it's nasty as hell and we had an apartment full of everyone who was taking the test so like everyone was just basically trying to drool into this little capsule oh wow interesting yeah that's wild nothing sexier than that uh 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 um so yeah we, we totally got off music I think no I feel like this has been a fun tangent oh, we're good? yeah we're okay good. cool cool I just wanted to, I didn't want to like ruin your show <laughs> Believe me, I've had so many weirder guests, and I actually have to, like, usually cut out some of the strangest things. 
Because oh, I'm yeah. just like, oh, maybe they regretted saying that. I'm just going to cut it oh, out. Oh, no. Yeah. But, yeah. So, I saw you did a new book from Shy Watson. What, what oh, was I did, yeah. Uh, I, I, I still can't really pronounce it very well. It's like Haro Vakwa. Vaku. I, I really don't know. There's different ways to pronounce it, I think. But, yeah, that's the, that's the title of the book. Did you not talk on the phone and ask how to pronounce it? No, I, we, uh, me and Chai never talked on the phone. We've oh, never okay. even met personally. We did a reading together in Portland, but we didn't even really meet each other. That's but wild. we we have been like social media, corresponding kind of thing. So I think uh, you should make her do like a YouTube reading where she says the title of the book. Right, you can find it, and I'm sure I I knew it for for a, a, some point, but then I forgot it again. So it could be anything. There was a time where I kept. Uh, I kept like mispronouncing Noah's name, even though I uh, really? I used to I used to call him Noah Cicero <laughs> <laughs> for a while, and then even after I knew the right way to say his name, I kept saying it the other way because like my brain just couldn't uh, turn over to the correct pronunciation. Do you know Maybe. Matthew Rivera? Yeah, is that how you say his name? Yeah, mm-hmm. I kept calling He's... him Matthew Revert for the longest yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, I think I did too. I think I did too for a while. Until like he finally said his name to me once on his phone, I was like, oh, oh shit, I'm so happy everything. I never called you that. Uh-huh. <laughs> like just set That's it in wh- my mind. Uh-huh. That's funny. Uh, I not aside from even uh, mispronouncing uh, authors' names, I I I've, I've had conversations with people at like at writers conferences where they thought I was a completely different person. Like someone I talked to someone for like 15 minutes th- and they they were thinking that I was Brian Allen Carr. Really? Yeah, and I didn't even correct them. <laughs> See, I luckily I just don't like, have that problem, but it, I uh-huh. always hate it that everybody like immediately looks down on me and they're like, "You look so much taller in your pictures online." And I just oh. have no idea how to respond to that. Yeah, that's a really weird uh, thing to say. So yeah. it's like, oh, your appearance is totally disappointing. It really is. <laughs> that's what. That's like the, That's a, like the, what it feels like they're saying to you. It's so like, and then they do comp- just look down on me for the rest of the day, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. this is really fucking awkward. I really yeah, wish that, you wouldn't. That is weird. I hope I didn't give you those vibes. No, you guys okay, were cool. great. I had a great okay, time cool. at that reading. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was was a fun time. I really, yeah. So, Mm. do you listen to music when you write? Uh, I do. I try to. I do sometimes. Sometimes I forget. Sometimes I'm like, I'm going to put music on, then I get distracted. And then I'm like, oh, shit, I'm not even listening to anything. But uh, for the most part, I try to listen to music. What kind? If I can. It depends. Uh... I listen to like I can listen to like a lot like a lot of like the most relaxing music I listen to I listen to like 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 metal, like like especially black metal. If I put it on a certain if I put it on a certain volume, it like relaxes me more than listening to any other type of music. Because I can concentrate more. Last night I was watching uh, Mighty Ducks two. Have -hmm. you seen that movie? Uh, Yeah, I probably saw it when I was a kid. Okay, it's probably been a while since I've seen it again. There's a like funny scene where the Bash Brothers they can't sleep without turning metal music on. And I, like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's how you are before you write. You just like have to blast it and be like, okay. Yeah. I'm no, I, I definitely don't. I don't blast music. I, I like listening to music at like a certain level. Like I like it almost in the background. Okay. So What's even if like, I'm like dr- if I'm song? yeah even if I'm kind of like driving, mm-hmm. uh, I, I I don't turn I don't blast music. I I I, I like it. Just be like right at the right level I wanted at, you know. I blast music, and I know yeah. I definitely embarrassed my boyfriend by doing that. Mm-hmm. 
and my nieces, like, especially like if they're like, turn on this playlist and I'll be like, all right. And the other day they turned on Taylor Swift and I was like, Hell yeah. if it's what you're going to do, it's what you're going to do. And I blast it and they're like, no, this is a highway jam. You can't do that. And I was this like, is a highway jam. I know. Highway, I it's like a, highway jam is like a good playlist name. Yeah. Uh, I listen to a lot of Taylor Swift too when I'm running. See, that's great. Yeah. It's sure. funny. Most people say that she's the divisive writer of today. What do you think? Taylor uh, Swift? Yeah. Like songwriter? songwriter? Yeah. Uh, divisive in, in what way? Like, uh, like, like, like love either lover or, or hater? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I think she's a hell of a songwriter. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. A lot of people say that they don't feel she's as much of a strong uh, songwriter right now because of how much Jack Antonoff influences her. What do you think? Uh, well, to, I didn't really like her last two, like, folk-based albums that much. I definitely like the last one more than the like the folklore record. It's uh, weird because Evermore but felt like it was like the beast. I I, th- I think I think they're more collaborative than people would think. Like I, I I don't think it's all like Jack Antonov. I think like, um, I think they have that he, one guy from the National. Sometimes, right? Um, I think I think when you work with certain people, you get a you 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 create differently. Uh, so you get, you can get a different creative vibe from collaborating with certain people. So like the way you might not come up with something, you would come up with another person. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, so I think people are like, it sounds different when they, when they do this. So it must be the other person, but that's not always true. What I feel like, like he brings to the table. Uh, just like, f- like probably just fresh ideas. That, same thing anybody will bring to anyone else in a collaborative situation. You know what I mean? You can, you know, you, you gotta. If you're just co- creating by yourself, you're just kind of pigeonholing. You're, you're only doing what you are comfortable doing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like having a collaborator. The the point is them to get you out of your comfort zone and uh, uh, create uh, in different ways. Like at, look at things at different angles, kind of thing. I feel like he's a more like synth pop writer, but he's right. all about the lyrics. So yeah, I know yeah, he's yeah. worked with like Team. Uh, he helped write Team with Lord. Yeah, and, oh, he oh, he produced all he he co-produced all of melodrama. I feel like she's waiting on him to be done with Taylor Swift and Lana Del Rey. So he comes <laughs> to her. Maybe I mean they do make a good they make a good uh, team. Not to uh, you know hurt back to the song team, but uh, yeah, I'm, saw- I'm looking forward to. A concert video where they actually played a song together. I forget what one mm-hmm. it was, uh, but it was I a Paul that, Simon yeah. one. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think I've I've seen that. Yeah. It's no, they're, weird they're, how they got make so good... big. What like, got big? Jack Antonoff, like how he got so like into everyone's circle. Uh well, I mean that because he was in fun. Yeah, that is true. That, that is band was like huge for like one year. I if think you that, ever that... want to watch a very fun video. There's uh, one where he's playing some nights and he falls off stage but manages to keep playing guitar and get oh, back on yeah. stage I've, while still playing. I've, I've done that before, so I, I congrats to him. I, I've fallen off a bunch of stages. I've rolled my ankles falling off stages. Uh, yeah, I've, I, I've had a lot of like... Uh, I, I, one time at a show, we were playing someone's house in Kansas and I was kind of like... there was I was kind of like just rocking out and I kind of was like banging on the window that led to the front porch. And my fist went completely through the window. <laughs> and I did cut myself somehow. But it made for a great visual. And the people people weren't even pissed because it was like a punk house. 
I think that the venue, the house was called the Blood Diaper. So they it was like, they yeah, didn't give so, a fuck then. yeah, they didn't give a fuck at all. In fact, they were people were taking pieces of the glass and putting our stickers on them and keeping them as like souvenirs. That reminds me of old like caged elephant videos when they would actually like tape like their early concerts at people's houses and they would just trash the houses. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. Oh, back in like they- Bowling Green, Kentucky. There was a uh, there was a um, uh, documentary about all these bands playing inside this house, and then mm-hmm. after the, the show was over, they set the house on fire. Holy shit! I think it was like What's Sonic Youth. I forget what it was like. I forget what it was called. I can I can look it up and so and send it to you. But it was like Sonic Youth played a bunch of like a bunch of indie rock like experimental type alternative bands. I dig it. Uh, I think it was called Burn to Shine. It's a very, no, well, I, I think I like the title. I can't decide. Yeah, but I could be wrong about that uh, title. But yeah, that was like the premise. So that was pretty interesting. I'll confirm on the podcast later what the title is. But I, I've also played, played shows where like people people were going to move out and they just had one last show and they just like encouraged people to wreck the place if they wanted to. Oh, I love that. I love so. shows like that too. <laughs> yeah. So... All What's the craziest like concert you've been to? Uh, craziest concert I've ever been to? Yeah. I saw Guar a bunch of times. Really? That was, pre- that was pretty wild. Yeah. I've seen them twice, but they're oh, at yeah. festivals. I, oh, I saw, I saw them uh, at clubs. I saw them I saw them once with the Misfits, with mm-hmm. like the Reform Misfits. I've seen them too. Yeah, with Michael Graves, I think. Or maybe it was a different version of Misfits. There's been so many Oh, there have been a lot of iterations of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? What's another crazy show? I saw Marilyn Manson in high school. I can uh, never decide how I felt about him. I was never like a huge fan, honestly. But I, I thought he put on a really great show. For me, I it really... was like I could take him or leave him. Exactly. I was always the same way. Not very divisive, but other people have very strong opinions. Right. Uh, see, I don't. I thought. I think he has some cool songs, and he, his live show was very, very fun. Yeah. That's the. That's like my only opinion on, on Marilyn Manson. <laughs> I think I've owned one of his albums when I was. I got like his first album on cassette when I it came did. out. Do you have a cassette player now, or? Uh, I don't anymore. I did oh. for a while. I got. I used to have a lot. I used to have all the Kiss albums on cassette, <laughs> and then I ended up selling them all on eBay like a long time ago. See, I'm uh, slowly collecting all the actual. Kiss vinyls, so yeah, uh, are you getting like there. the reissue ones? Yeah, yeah, those are cool. I I, I saw I saw those in the store a few times. Uh, what I, what's uh, how many you have right now? I want to say I have two really old crappy ones that are like the best of, and then okay. let's see which other ones I have to almost like walk by. I'm a big fan of the Kiss records that people normally don't like that much i have destroyer that's yeah that was the first one that was one of the first ones i got when i was a kid dynasty and love gun hell yeah dynasty is a great record i love dynasty yeah i really i i, I recommend unmasked really you, yeah that one's really fucking good it's like a, it's almost like a power pop album <laughs> it's really Very fun good. yeah it's a lot of like really, really cool songs there's like a lot of there's some cool sappy like disco ballads, and then there's like some really good like just cool mid tempo songs. If you like Dynasty, I think you'd like Unmasked. Oh, I'm sure I would. Yeah. I just want to have but a it's, Detroit it's, rock 
feeling where like I go on a road trip to go see Kiss, pick up Natasha oh, Leon on the way. Fuck yeah. I don't know if they're gonna ever who knows what's gonna happen with them. They're pretty old. Yeah, but with the makeup on they look fine. Yeah, but I mean like physically doing it. Like, uh, that must be wear and tear. Because I, well, I, my band did a reunion show a couple summers ago. And mm. I, had, I, I hadn't played a show in, like, five years prior to that. And I was fucking winded as fuck. <laughs> it was hard. It was hard work. That's why you got to keep at it. I know. That's true. Just, like, always do it. So then they once got, they you get on stage. They have personal trainers where I have personal enablers. Yep. <laughs> That's what my vibe is. Uh-huh. So you've been working on any new writing? Uh, I have a novel that's done that I was supposed to do with Gian uh, for his new for his press that he was going to do, but then he passed. Mm-hmm. So now I just have this book that I don't have any publisher for. What's it called? It's called uh, Hobbies You Enjoy. Um, so I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I don't really have time to do anything with it right now because I'm still... Uh, Working on the books I did this year, like Shy's and John's and Joshua's and Noah's book. Mm-hmm. So I'm in no rush to do it or anything, but uh, it's all right to put it on the back burner. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm not right. I mean, it, it probably wasn't even going to come out until like 2022, anyways. Probably. So I don't know if I'm going to self-publish it or just try and get another publisher. I'm uh, sure that there are definitely a lot of publishers who would want it. Maybe I don't know. You never know. Shop <laughs> around. I don't know. I'm not. I, it has to be the right publisher, though, because like, I don't know. I, I I did the book with CCM, and I guess it was fine. But I'd rather do. I felt like I could have just done that book on my own and probably made more money. Do you think you'd pr- like prefer to do a smaller press or a larger press? I don't. I'd want to do. I'd want to do something different than what I can do. Mm-hmm. So it would have been. It, I f- I feel like working with John, like what he's done with Tyrant, it would that would have been more the direction I would want to go in. I feel he like he puts a lot of muscle into the promotion of his books. Like mm-hmm. he actually has like a, a promotional budget. At least he did with Tyrant. Uh, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I think I'd want something different, like a different more different opportunity. But I, I I think my I think I'm very limited in finding something that would I've always been very curious about Tyrant Press. Like, is someone else going to take it over now, or well, is what that happened just with, done? Well, what happened with Gian? He had a he had a falling out with partners in Tyrant Press, so he left Tyrant Press. Okay. And he was going to start a new press. Interesting. Yeah, is is what I understand. What happened? Because um, we were in we we were in talks for like a few years about doing a book together. And I think originally he was gonna do a, he, it was gonna be on Tyrant, <clears throat> but then he had some like lawsuit issue. I mm. think it involved something with the Nico Walker book because mm-hmm. he helped kind of like get that book published with the big publisher, mm-hmm. and he something with the movie rights and all the other bullshit, like all the agent bullshit. I think he kind of like left a sour taste in his mouth, and I think he just wanted to like break off from that and do his own thing. I think I, I'm, I'm speaking for him, but I, you know, I don't know what the real issue was. We didn't get too into it. He didn't tell me too much about it, but that's what I gauged was going on. It's interesting to find out more behind the scenes because I didn't know him. So right, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, no, he was cool. I was really looking forward to working with him. 
I'm, yeah. Well, I'm sure you'll find someone really cool to work with again. Yeah, no, I know a lot of yourself. I know a lot of cool publishers like like yourself. I thought I thought so, you did. A, I thought you really did a really good job with Budsburg. Yeah, I, I would love to. Cool. I would love to do a hardcover. I've never done a hardcover book. Mm, I love hardcover books. Like yeah. seriously, they are so much nicer to hold. I love the weight of them, mm-hmm. and I think the first one we did that actually has like a designed inside flap is Michael's book. Which oh shit we failed with the promo of that <laughs> oh, yeah. because well, it came out in March of 2020 like oh, right as COVID no. came out yeah yeah it was a joint release with COVID <laughs> yeah oh uh, yeah that's a bummer yeah I mean I'm trying to think if I put out anything around that time I definitely published a poetry collection later that summer I published a f- actually I published several books that year um. It was a rough but, thing because he was going to try and promote it at AWP and like do a bunch oh, of yeah. other readings and. Yeah. I went to a- I went to AWP that year. It so, is a good Texas. thing that I didn't go because yeah. I got COVID. Oh, you did? Oh shit! I would have been yeah. a super spreader. Yeah, yeah. Because I did. It was it was it was it was a very it was a very weird thing, like AWP was like a ghost town. Did they shut down like near you guys at all? Like. I thought and, Florida took a while, right? Uh, Florida shut down for a few months, and then they kind of slowly started opening back up again over the summer of, we're, of 2020. We're only now opening back up a little oh, really? bit. Because I, I, I was only off work for two months, and I went back to work. We, we did outdoor seating, like, not too long after the original shutdown. They, they started the phase the phases pretty quickly. They probably opened up prematurely. Probably. But, I saw uh, like the pictures of the spring breakers and shit. Yeah, the, the, yeah, we have a really weird. We we always have a weird governor who doesn't give a fuck. It's always some some Republican asshole who just doesn't give a fuck about anything but money. So like, I find it hilarious that Democrats keep saying it's a bunch of millennials do that, and I'm just like, I don't think they understand. Hell no, man! Not it's everybody anymore. No, and also like, uh, older people are just as guilty of mm-hmm. like doing that shit. I think it's it's really. Yeah, it, it it spans generations. But yeah, since March in fa- until in fact, now, we've been shut down. Really, in Chicago? Yeah, like you could like stop in occasionally to pick stuff up, but really, no, we don't do indoor dining. Damn, that's crazy. And like when you do pick up, only well, like well, one or two people are allowed do, inside. Right? Do they do outdoor dining? They are allowing outdoor dining now, and they're yeah. allowing you to go maskless finally. Um, a lot of people don't like that currently just like me because either they're afraid of being compared to MAGA people or the worst <laughs> thing that's what right. they I got sunburn with my mask oh shit so Damn. yeah like I, just I try to avoid the sun area. yeah uh, we haven't done indoor yet at the, at the restaurant I work at but it, it might be soon because uh, uh, people are getting vaccinated I gotta get my second vaccine shot pretty soon next week actually I haven't gotten so, my vaccine yet. Um, yeah. I had surgery a couple months ago, and they had to oh, put me I on medication. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I have to wait until I'm done with the round of medication, and then I can get the vaccine. Yeah. But I'm terrified because they say that people who already had COVID, it's the first shot that makes you sick. Oh, uh, really? And I'm just I like, don't, man, I, I, I went through three weeks of this. I don't want to do another day. Yeah, I, I didn't get sick on the first shot. Um, I had a friend who like ended up in the hospital almost died. After getting a second shot, yeah. But he, he but he also had uh, pre-existing health uh, issues, though. That like, 
I forget exactly what he had, but yeah. That'll fuck I, you up. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping the second shot will be all right. We'll Hopefully. See. I might I might even uh, take off work. I would do that, like the day after. Yeah, but. well, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, the first shot say, didn't let really... Let me know how it goes. Just my, well, the first shot like, was fine. It, my arm was just really sore. And I was a little fatigued. That was pretty much it. See, I could do that because that's what most of my life feels like. So yeah, yeah, exactly. It's fatigued. Yeah, exactly. And my arms are always sore for some reason. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, you, 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 it'll be nothing. It'll be a walk in the park. But if it comes down to like the second shot, feeling anything like COVID, mm-hmm. it'll be bad. Yeah, I don't think I ever. I don't think I got COVID. Somehow, I was lucky. I ne- I never got like insanely sick during that whole time. Legit, if you followed the rules, you're probably okay. The only reason me and my boyfriend got it is because our state didn't really recognize it yet. Like, it was, like, early, right. early March. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I got it from doing physical therapy, and, like, they didn't clean very well. And a couple had come back from China and mm. was at the same place. So, I'm pretty sure I got it there. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I felt a little weird when I got back from San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but it, I mean, I don't know if it was COVID related. Who knows? But it's possible. So if if I did get it, it would have been then. You get the second vaccine. Hopefully, you don't get it at all. Yeah, that'd be great. It'd be kick ass if you don't have any of the side effects. Yeah, that'd be nice. I am curious, we'll like the percentage, because there's not been any like consistency as who's going to get the side effect or not, because like immune systems aren't dictating pre-existing existions. Uh, nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm no scientist. I'm only a Briantist. Like, I have no answers for this stuff. <laughs> oh my god, you should call yourself that on Twitter. I I do. I, it's like, I, I've called myself that for years. I love it. I love yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Maybe that'll Bri- be the title uh, uh, of the show. Uh, also, uh, also, Briolism is, you know, my philosophy <laughs> in life. One of those is going to be the title of this show. Briolism. Briolism. I am reading right now... Uh, it's a book called Nothing But a Good Time, The Uncensored History of Eighties of the Eighties Hard Rock Explosion. Ooh, I thought you were reading something else before. Was it Oral History of Heavy Metal? No, no, this is this is the book I told you I was I was reading. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have written I've I've read several uh histories of, of oral histories of heavy metal though. This there's several books of those out. What's this one about? Uh just eight the eighties hair metal. Like it's like all the they talk to like Guys from Dawkin and Motley Crue and like Rat. So like what? It's just like anecdotes or yeah. Have you oh have you ever read that? Have yeah. It's have you read that book? Please please kill me. No. Uh, it's like it's it's the same thing. It's like uh, it's like an oral history of like the the punk rocks, seventies punk rock. Mm-hmm. And it's just yeah. It's pretty much also they did a, they did one of these on JD Salinger. It's like chronological, but it's like little interview snippets with people. And it tells the story through people's like little quips about like the history of what is going on, the subject in question. It'd be cool to like see a documentary like that. I mean, uh, basically, this is what the uh, an oral history book is. It's like it's like reading a documentary. I love it. Yeah, I can't believe you don't know what an oral history book is. No, how see, there I've was, never gotten into. There's that. so many of these published. Yeah, I could tell you one of the past uh, guests we had was really into it, Gora Shecker. But yeah. Wait, who? Wait, who was that? Uh, Gora Shecker. 
Um, she's the editor and founder of No Contact Magazine, and she does uh, interviews for us. And yes, her uh, name oh, yeah, is pronounced yeah, yeah. entirely different than how it's spelled. Right. That's probably why I didn't know what you're talking about at first. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we were talking about that. God. My, my thing is, like, my, my name is always mis... My, my middle name is, like, people always, like, miss spell my middle name it's either like two l's and en two l's and an it's always misspelled that's a l a n so see yeah for me i don't really get miss well some misspellings mallory is a little hard. mallory can be like a misspelling i i feel because there are a few different spellings but smart is very easy unless you don't actually believe that's my real last name which a lot of people don't right 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 yeah what wait smart's not your real last name it is. Oh, it is. Yeah. Uh, people think it's a. It's not real. Is that yeah, what you're saying? Basically. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, they think like it's a Miranda July or. Oh uh, uh, yeah. Joseph Parker, okay, kind of vibe. Uh, is Miranda July? Is that not her real name? No, she's I feel, like. I feel. I feel she would have had hippie parents, and that's exactly the name they would have given her. She does have <laughs> hippie parents from Berkeley, but her actual last name is Grossinger. Oh, interesting. But you can understand why, like, you would change it Miranda with that Grossinger. personality. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I, 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 one of my first short stories I had published in a journal, I used a pen name. And I never used it again. What was it? It was, it was, it was really stupid. It was, it, it was Brian Renchek. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. I just, like, I, I, I was like, I'm trying to think of the stupidest name I can think of. And I think that was what I used. But I was getting compliments on that name. The, like, editor's like, I really like that name. But then I never used it again. And I just used my real name. See, my favorite was to use the name L. Bronstein, just because I wanted to know if anyone got it. But no, it's L. Bronstein. L. Bronstein, yeah. Leanne Trotsky. Mm -hmm. Yeah, most people don't get it. Takes a while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I only kind of got it. You you explained it to me. Pretty quickly, uh, yeah. I I was thinking of the Bronte sisters when you said it. Ooh, that would have been good, too. Mm Mm-hmm. El, Br- El Bronte. What was it? What was it again? El Bronstein. El Bronstein. Yeah, that was yeah, Leon Trotsky's real name. Uh, okay. Well, Levya Bronstein. Mm. Most of the leaders in uh, Russia during the revolution had different names. Like Lenin's last name was like Ulyanov and stuff. Ah, uh, interesting. I know. I know yeah. too much weird things about the Russian uh, revolution. Uh-huh. Well, b- b- uh huh. Uh, Bud Smith is not Bud's real name, <laughs> and, and neither is, and Sam Pink isn't his real name. I don't think either. I know Bud because we ship books to. Him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not gonna say what his actual name is, but I was gonna say I don't I, think, I don't, probably not. I don't think people want him to like want to. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's Bud. Yeah, he's Bud. Bud Fitz. Bud Fitz. Yeah, exactly. Now I want to know Sam Pink's real name. I I don't I I don't remember what it was, <laughs> but yeah, I'm pretty sure it's. But yeah, people go like that with me. There is immediately like smart sounds too fake, uh-huh. and I'm just like, mm, no, sorry, uh-huh. it's my actual name. I'll show you my I, ID. Yeah, exactly. And I just get like, oh, Brett Easton Ellis kind of thing. God. It's like okay. But yeah, tell me. About they're the like, oh, they're like, they're like, oh, that sounds like a writer's name. It's like, yeah, because you're thinking of Brett Easton Ellis. <laughs> <laughs> That's only the reason why you think that. You know what I love about him? Um, he actually takes a lot of his material from, like, uh, manifestos, like the Unabomber manifesto and shit. 
Who, Brady Sinellis? Yeah. For for what? Like American Psycho? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, I can see that. He's a, I I I'm, uh, I like Brady Sinellis books. I'm actually trying to reread Lesson Zero right now. Yeah, I think he was a really great director. Uh, not director, writer. Uh huh. Yeah. I feel like. A lot of people don't like him though. I was gonna say he definitely has a dark side that a lot of people don't get into. Right. But yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty interesting. Like, uh, I, I, I listen. I used to listen to his podcast a little bit. Do you prefer American Psycho, the book or the movie? I mean, they're kind of different. I, I actually, I, I, I do like the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the book is cool. I only read the book like maybe once. Okay. And I, you know, I liked it all right, but I, I've, I've seen the movie several times. The movie's really good. Yeah. Have you ever seen American Psycho 2 with uh, the girl from That 70s Show? <laughs> yeah, with Mila Kunis. And, yeah, and, and William Shatner. Yeah. It has yeah. nothing to do with the actual... Uh, I was so confused when like I saw it coming out. I was like, is this even related? And then when I no, saw it, I was just like, no, 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 it is not. I think they were also trying to do American Psycho like uh, Broadway show. Oh, my God. I would point. watch that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it actually happened, though. It would be hilarious to watch because it would almost be like Sweeney Todd, but like really, really dark. Yeah, it'd be like the 80s, like uh, Wall Street version of like Sweeney Todd, I guess. Maybe. <laughs> I just want there to actually be blood splattered on the yeah. audience. I think one of my favorite parts of the book are like just the chapters where he just like goes on about like a re- like an album or a career of an artist. That's my like favorite just... part of the movie. Like he'll just suddenly, like, right yeah. before he kills somebody, be like, "I'm gonna start listening to Huey Lewis in the news." Yeah, yeah. They try to put that in the movie a little bit, but in the book, it's like whole chapters of really? him just talking about like Huey Lewis, and I think I, I always thought that was cool. It's funny because like Quentin Tarantino does that a lot as a director, where he'll just suddenly like go off, go off in a different direction and start talking about right. music and shit. For sure. Yeah, I like that. All right, and he and he also like changes like the 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 uh <clears throat> timeline of his movies too mm-hmm. which i think a lot of people started doing after he did it and think it was very common before he started doing it it seems like he stopped doing it recently to like break away from that probably yeah i could see that i feel like yeah. that's what a fun director does like hey i set a cool trend now i'm breaking away from and the trend. moving on yeah for sure yeah absolutely I haven't watched too many new movies lately. I, the last new movie I saw was like the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. trying to figure out what the last new movie I saw was. I think it was Nomadland. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't watch that. I, I, I don't I even know. It. I don't even know what was up for Best Picture this it's year. It's the one that won. And it uh, won. Okay. I didn't like it. Yeah. Was it you who tweeted that it was boring? Or was that was that shy? Or was that someone else? I, I probably I did tweet some negative thoughts on it. But yeah, it was like it's boring. S- someone tweeted as like I just watched No Man Land, it was boring as fuck. <laughs> I think it might have been shy, but it it, probably, I, maybe it, it could have been you too. I don't know. I think I went into more of like an analytical point of view because basically it's about the Great Recession, but it's from the baby boomer point of view. And mm. it's like what? No man, you guys did all right. Where's our movie? Yeah, I know. Like what? Yeah, what? And like they're showing themselves like doing the van lifestyle, and I'm like, you guys didn't have to do that. We did. Like, uh-huh. who the fuck are you? And it's uh-huh. like an all white cast, and I was like, this can't win best picture. It can't. It's terrible. Yeah, no, exactly. So yeah, that I didn't even complaint. see. I didn't even see last year's best picture. Well, it was that one. Uh, what was Ooh, that I one movie? Uh, it was popular. It was the. 
Parasite, I think it was. Oh yeah, I didn't end up seeing that one either. Yeah. It's on Hulu as well. Yeah, wow, I'm just Hulu's so, been I'm doing so bad. good. Because they were the ones that released uh, Nomadland as well. Mm. Yeah, I just I I can't keep up anymore, man. With stuff. I'm the kind of person that I need to turn TV on before I go to sleep, so I'll always mm. like sort of catch some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So, are you reading any other cool books? Uh, hmm, let me see. Are you one of those people that like has got, a stack of books? Or? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You should see my stack right now. I, I got a bunch of uh, Elizabeth Allen published a bunch of new books on uh, short flight, long drive. She's or, gonna do a tour soon, right? Uh, yeah, with with uh, with with Ellie Nash. Ooh, cool. And so that'd be cool. So yeah, I bought all those books. So I got. I got Ellie's new book, and I got Gary Oletz's book. I haven't delved too much into those yet, but I'm going to. Uh, I just finished Melissa Broder's new book, Milk mm. Fed. Yeah. It was, yeah, I have it was a stack fun. of other books, mainly ones I have to review, but yeah. Yeah, it's hard, man. It's hard reading shit, man. I mean, I've been so busy with like all other things. Like when it comes to it, like when you're a writer and you're writing your own stuff, and then you have it's, to review other stuff, it's like it's hard to read. And then when you try yeah. to read for pleasure, you're just looking at, at how books are edited. For me, you're yeah, like, I oh, I nonfiction I, then. Yeah, that's pretty much. I, I read mostly nonfiction at this point. It's very hard for me to read fiction at this point, um, but I still try. Even if it's like grossly, like to the tiniest bit experimental, I'm just like, no, I can't. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's like I can't. I'm putting this away. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I had it like where two dollar radio sent me two of the same books like six months apart. Cause, like, oh yeah, that was I think there was their subtle way of being like where's like literally the same books or the they just read like they book. were the same books. Okay. Yeah. Like I immediately was like, why did they send me the same one? And I looked back on my shelf and I was like, oh yeah, they're at the top of the stack. I got to get up there. Oh shit! They so you're supposed to review those? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a huge stash. I, yeah, I, I, I that, uh, we talked about earlier how you said you kind of got into the, like the publishing to promote your own writing. I kind of did the same with book reviews when I first started publishing. Mm-hmm. To get, so I was like, if I do book reviews, maybe it'll help my own get attention brought to my own writing. And it just became like a big slog, and I gave it up pretty quickly. Yeah, it's really hard, man. I really don't like writing book reviews. See. The thing is, we used to have a Malden House reviewer, but we don't right now. We just have an interviewer, and we have the person who does the uh, Writer of the Week column. Mm. Oh, yeah. So I, I really want there to be a new reviewer soon. I, I'm surprised you can't reviewer. find one. There, I, I feel like there's a lot of people out there who would want free copies of books. I feel like I should just do a them. tweet. I should do a tweet about it later and be like, who wants to review books? Yeah. Because I'm really For sick sure. of it. Because I don't like giving negative reviews. So I'm just like, here oh, are the yeah. emotions felt during the book. <laughs> yeah, this is what I felt. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's hard to review books. I don't know. With, like, I'm not going to give away the plot. You'll just have to read it. Mm-hmm. It's different than like reviewing a, like an album, where yeah. it's like, or a movie even sometimes. Oh, the book I just to seems do like that. very, very involved thing, and it's hard to like describe that involvement to other people. You know, it's because, like, I have a degree in history where, like, I can't just review something. I have to, like, kind of, like, put that context into, like, 
what everything else is going on in the world and shit and it's like it gets too detailed and away from the literature and yeah i have a problem with that too with like i have to make it interesting so i will try to make my prose clever Mm. i do the same thing with blurbs Mm. whereas like i don't want to look i don't want this to be like any other book review or any other uh the best book review i ever wrote was i reviewed uh Elizabeth Ellen published a poetry collection a long time ago. It was called Bridget Fonda. And the whole review was me comparing the book to the actress Bridget Fonda Mm -hmm. and finding links between the two. And that was the most fun I had writing a book review. And it's not like a traditional book review. So I had to do shit like that to like entertain myself and to feel like I'm entertaining someone else who's reading the book review. Because you read book reviews and it's just like, oh, praise, eh, you know, it's just like a jerk and all. It's just so, they're so like boring for the most part. I have a hard time reading them. See, that's why I do it. Um, I did the Final Girl review for mm-hmm. Lauren Malichi and I did also Comaville for Kevin Bigley. And like, mm-hmm. I couldn't help it. Like, I just had to be like, let's just put COVID and what we're experiencing and final girl. Let's just put like the movies and how we have to be badass bitches into mm-hmm. that one. And like, I rarely mention the text. Like, oh yeah. That's good. Like, yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just, I'm just like, this is why you should read it. I'm not going to tell you anything else. Like, yeah. No, here's that's a quick good. summary, but yeah. Yeah. I, I used to put like a lot of excerpts from the book so people can just read the book you know what i mean like like i was like oh then, then, then the author wants to do this and then here's an example like that kind of thing and like it's kind of lazy to do that but i feel that's what i want to read when i'm thinking of checking out a book like i want to really? like actually read a sample of the book see i would like to read it obviously like in advertisements for it but for reviews i don't know yeah. i guess for me it's hard to do that though it also would be good I sometimes will read a review after I've already read the book or seen the movie or listen to the album just to get another opinion on it. Mm-hmm. But rarely do I read a book review with no knowledge of the book where, like, that's going to make or break me, like, reading the book. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, I feel like a review just serves as a companion piece to opinion you've already made about something. Yeah. Not, like, a promotional thing. <laughs> I don't know. I need a new fucking reviewer. I, I'm tweeting. Yeah, this. that's that's it. All this review talk. I'm pissed. It's just like get I me someone to, in here. I know. I'm just gonna like put out a tweet from Maldon House and my own account. Just be like, come on, anybody, please. Come on, please, just read this goddamn book and write some bullshit about like, it. Like, I will ship them the 20 books that are on my desk right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. For sure. Some people could read those things like crazy. I don't give a shit. Yeah, some Not people like enjoy, some people enjoy reading. Like, can you can you imagine? Like, I very rarely even enjoy reading anymore. I could enjoy I to, reading if I get rid of that. I think, hopefully. Yeah, like I feel like I, I'm very selective with what I really do enjoy reading. I'm not someone. I'm not a ferocious reader where I'm just like plowing through books. There's very few books that really grab my attention. That's why I publish so few books. We only do about four a year, and yeah, yeah, we usually do ones that we just love. Dude, fucking CCM published like fucking twenty books that one year. They did they did my book. Yeah. You remember that? It's it was impossible like, to do a lot of promo. It was like for what that. the fuck? And they all put they all like, it's like they dumped them out there on the same day. Like here's our new four. Here's our four. Here's our five titles. That is insane. I couldn't do it. Like we do the four books per year, and like 
I explained to everybody. I'm like, they need a couple months each to have a lot of promo. For sure, yeah. Yeah. Like, I want to give them time, you know? Uh-huh. And I, it I help. Tr- it gives them, like, a lot of steam and, like, anticipation yeah. and shit. I'm, I'm sure I have released a couple books at the same time, but, like, it's probably not the best idea. Though you, I mean, Elizabeth Dellen did pretty good with it, I guess. They, they, she released all her books on the same day. Makes it, it makes it easier with shipping, I guess. Yeah, definitely. And also, like, you got to be a very specific writer to be able to pull that off. What's that? Like, I don't know, like, someone who, like, just really quickly writes and maybe the books are, like, somewhat related a little bit. Oh, yeah. And she doesn't release a lot, usually. No, but, I mean, but but, but she has been publishing other people, too. Yeah. But, but yeah, she, her news, she just put out a new story collection and a play. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah. So, when she puts stuff out, she usually puts out, like, two back-to-back huge books and then doesn't write for the next, like, five years. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, so it's like she's like highly she did, anticipated, and then it's like, oh, okay, we got two. Yeah, exactly. Like she did that big ass poetry book, and then she did that big ass novel at the mm. same time, and then she didn't do anything for a while after that. But it's cool. I like that. I feel I published too much. Like I, I, I've been publishing like a book of year of my own stuff for like the last like seven years or so. See, I'm like the every four. Maybe longer or five than that. Years Ten years. Person. Yeah, I wish I could do that i don't know i feel like i just kept wanting to pump shit out i think i wrote for so long before i started publishing books that i just had so much shit and i just wanted to put it out that i just like for the first few years i was just publishing like two books a year yeah and it it was too much i just didn't know what i was doing you know it's like a lot of like anxiety and pressure and shit like i'm publishing my first book um first novel Mm-hmm. come august and i'm just like i'd rather do it that way like every couple of years be like see she's grown she's <laughs> yeah she's grown see I, i'm i'm gonna i'm I'm not growing i'm i'm, I'm i think I, I feel like i'm like devolving or de-evolving <laughs> as a writer i my shit's getting really like it's getting dumber and dumber that's why it's fun to like read all your books so it's like watching a mental breakdown slowly <laughs> yeah thank you that's like the nicest thing anyone's ever said i love that that's exactly how it feels too I feel like the more books I put out, the closer I get to my mental breakdown. You know what's fucked up is everybody who beta read my book immediately were like, this is so great. This is so millennial. It hit me so <laughs> hard. It was so sad. And I was like, fuck, I was going for funny. Like That's, that, that's how it was with my poetry collections that I did. Like Everyone yeah. was like, oh, this is, you know, millennial, like malaise kind of thing. I was like, it's like I don't know. I, I'm kind of a millennial, but like. I don't know. I'd call you like an exennial, maybe. Yeah, but like you're I don't know so how close to the generation gap. Yeah, but I feel like you know depression, anxiety, and all that kind of stuff will just tr- spans generations. I, I feel like anybody could relate to that kind of stuff. It doesn't have to be like geared towards millennials. I mean, like, you know what I mean. The main character goes through like a lot of isolation and detachment, but like I put some humorous scenes in there for sure. Yeah, it's funny how some people like misconstrue the humor a little bit. Like they think it's too like serious. Like they, it's so dark that the humor doesn't even help it. Yeah. For some, for some people. Like they don't, don't get know. like the sarcasm or something. Right. Like, oh, You'd be surprised. A lot of people that. don't get that shit, especially with reading. Um, That's well, a uh, down. Are you doing your book yourself, or you have another publisher? Uh, Trident Press. Oh, cool. That's Nate's publishing. Yeah. yeah. I was so oh, yeah. shocked he loves it, and I was just like, yeah. yay, everyone's going to dig the book. 
But yeah, we're just going through the whole like interior right now. And I came up with a cover with Dmitry Samarov. He's uh-huh. a pretty cool guy from Chicago. He's an artist and writer. He has a page on Neutral Spaces. You mm-hmm. can check I, I, that name sounds familiar. I'm sure. I'd yeah. He's like the first person, person who wanted to read it. And then afterwards, he's like just started drawing covers for me. And I was like, dude, I didn't even ask for that. That's lit. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Or rad. He, he says I have to start saying rad. Everyone says I have to switch from lit to rad. rad. Yeah. It's rad. That's, that's very 90s. I know. Apparently it's back. Yeah. Every yeah. time I hear rad, though, I think of Weezer. Ratitude. Yeah, uh, Ratitude. Yeah. Yeah. I just think of, like, the movie, the skateboard movie, Rad. Okay. Or it, was a B- it might have been a BMX movie, actually. Yeah. Like an 80s, like, it was called Rad. I, I like know. how many 80s references I actually get, because I have so many siblings who are closer to your age. Right, yeah. It, it, it all depends on your upbringing, like... It trickles know. down. Exactly. Dude, yeah. you're so lucky for being an only child, though. I'm so jealous. Uh, yeah. I, you didn't have sure. to compete with anyone within your own household. That's true. Yeah. That, but it, that might have been good for me, though, to, to compete. I might, I might, I might have not uh, settled on my uh, rested on my laurels as much. Maybe, maybe I would accomplish more had I had siblings. Or you could have hated them to death. Or I could have done that. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. You never it's know. It's a mystery. <laughs> sure in an is. alternate reality you have a brother or sister and who knows what you're doing to that asshole exactly i know Hopefully life is a highway friends. yeah yeah <laughs> but i don't know so um, before we wrap up do you want to like plug anything or what uh yeah just i published a bunch of books this year uh there's the new shy watson there's uh i hate you please read me by joshua dalton which is really funny and dark. People might think it's too dark, but also I think it's pretty funny. Uh, there's uh, Noah Cicero's new book, Wild Kingdom, is really good. And uh, John Lindsay's Body High. Probably the best book of the year, I would think. Hell yeah. That I've read. Uh, and you can get those at houseofladpress.com. Lit. Uh, yeah. Or rad, sorry. Rad. That's so that, rad. Well, that, that's the shimmy. Hell Wait, yeah. Is that, is that, what was it? That's the new T? The sk- oh, no, the skinny. Oh, the That's skinny. the skinny. That's the skinny. But I think they say T now. God, we're going to end this podcast with us sucking at, like, new slang. I know. We're just, like, like two two millennial exennials having a crisis. Like, tr- I'm just imagining us trying to hang out with Zoomers, and I'm just being like, what the hell's the matter my, my with girl, my, girl, my girlfriend's a Zoomer. Is she really? Yeah. Yeah, she's a lot <laughs> younger than me. See, now you just have to say like the skinny or some of the shit to her. See uh, if it's well, like, that's how that's, that's how I found mind. out about tea. Is she told me what tea meant? Yeah, I think it's tea. Mm-hmm. I'll have to like text my niece later and be like, which one is it? Yeah, which one? All right, cough it up. Give me the right info. Sometimes it's I probably already something lies. different now. They're probably like tea's over. And it's probably something else. Sometimes she's like, "That's the steez," and I'm like, "What the fuck is mm. steez?" Like, I don't mm. know. They're making upwards, I think, at this point. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's the that's the term. And I think they're also trying to throw us off. So. That's fine. I, 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 yeah, they they win. They're gonna they're gonna bury me for sure. Yeah, I think they're a cooler generation too. But oh, I, I'm yeah. pretty sure, like, other than boomers, everyone else thinks that the generation below them is cooler. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. For sure. Boomers are just Absolutely. jealous. Yeah, all. I think I think Gen X kind of likes millennials. I think you guys do, and I think we love you guys too, and I think it just trickles down. But somehow with boomers, that line got drawn. Yeah, for sure. 
But yeah. Fuck them. Yeah, um, fuck the boomers. Fuck them. I like how I've now had several podcasts where I say fuck off to certain people. I know. Now we're going to have to start listening to some angry heavy metal. Just oh get- my god, what you listen to after this? I don't know. I have to go to fucking work after this, but like... Ah, oh, listen to metal on your way there. Yeah, maybe I'll put on some King Diamond or something. Fuck yeah. Something spooky. Well, Alright, I'll let you go <laughs> <Cool>. do that. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, should, uh, thanks for doing do it. do this again sometime. Oh, definitely. And uh, hang out in Chicago one of these days we could do a metal round table becomes a thing metal round table i'm down for that hell yeah all right all right all right mallory thank you so much bye take care bye all right that was brian allen ellis lit as fuck guy really enjoyed him being on the show total vibe check you'd love him Check out some of his writing. Check out some of the books he's put out. Lit as fuck guy. If you want to find out more about him, check out his page on Neutral Spaces or check out his amazing press, House of Lead. One of my favorite uh, is Body High by John Lindsay. I recommend buying that one. As always, if you want to get to know us more, find Textual Healing on Twitter at Pod Healing. And take a look at our website, textualpodcast.com. If you want to be extra supportive, take a look at our Patreon, where you can either send us some love or get behind-the-scenes content and maybe even merch. We are available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, leave us a review, rate us. We love it when you send us some good vibes. We're hoping that we're sending them back to you. Check out past episodes and keep a lookout for new ones to come. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show.